or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be construed as medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement, but as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Friday Night Livestream. Joining me in the studio tonight, one more time, friend of the program, Dan Schultz. He is the creator of the Precinct Strategy. What is the Precinct Strategy? Well, if you've seen this program before, then you might have heard me discussing it with you. But if you haven't, the Precinct Strategy is simply the simplest method by which we can take back our nation. We can get rid of the rhinos. We can control who gets on the ballot. And when we get America First candidates on that ballot and into the elected office, then they can implement America First policies. It's as simple as that. Do me a favor. Don't forget to like and share the broadcast. We're live out there on Getter and the Foxhole, also on Rumble and... uh, ton of other platforms so help us out by pushing this out on your social media accounts really appreciate it all right do me a favor sit back relax grab your popcorn and we're going to be right back after this All right, welcome back to the show, everyone. Thank you so much for being here, and please join me in welcoming my guest for this evening, Mr. Dan Schultz. Dan, how are you, sir? I'm right, Zach. How are you doing? Well, you know, living the dream down here in Florida now, having a good time. Uh, it uh, It's a major difference from when I was in Michigan before, and, uh, you know, we were speaking the other day, uh, getting this show together, and when I was in Michigan, there were definitely a couple of precinct committeemen slots that were open, but get down here to Florida, and it's virtually the entirety of the of the state is packed, at least anywhere near me. Uh, and uh, in my meetings with my local GOP, I found just how active people are down here. So it's a good problem to have, really, at the end of the day, as long as the people who are in those seats are the types of candidates that we want, the types of uh, uh, conservative activists that we need. Exactly. Yeah. Although I, my experience with Florida is a little bit different. I, you know, I have anecdotal evidence from people all across the counties of Florida, and some of them are at like one fifth strength, if that. And then they're being run by rhinos, and they're hostile to anybody new coming in. Yeah. Uh, and they come right out and tell you, if you're a Trump supporter, we don't want you. <clears throat> and your system is way different than here in Arizona. Um, and as very hard to get appointed if they don't want you and they won't appoint you to a vacancy. So you have to run every two years for yeah. commitments, uh, which I recommend everybody do. And so, you're right. You said it at the top of the show. That's what the precinct strategy is all about. If we want to take back the country, the country's government. We have to start electing better people to the positions in the government. And when we have a party that is less than one half strength, 
putting out candidates who oftentimes are rhinos because they won the primary because we conservatives didn't get out the vote for a conservative in the primary to defeat them. And we end up with bad Republicans on the general election ballot and the uniparty just continues. We can change that. It just takes a few hundred, a couple, couple hundred thousand people nationwide to fill up the 200,000 or so vacant precinct committee slots. That's the first step. If, if we can't do that, if we Americans, conservative Americans, can't get that done, goodbye, constitutional republic, hello, hellish socialism, which is coming right in front of our eyes right now. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's quite literally right around the corner. I, I don't think that we've ever been at a more dire position uh, for the future of our country as we have right now. We're looking at dead in the eyes, and it's coming at us at 100 miles an hour. Let, let's just, for anybody who might be new here, Dan, let's go to the beginning and let's talk about what exactly a precinct committeeman is and what this process is like and what are the powers that committeemen have. So tell us about that. Sure. So everything's explained at precinctstrategy.com. Plus, I wrote a short book about it, how to get into the real ballgame of politics where you live, President Donald J. Trump, make America great again. Cut to the chase. It's become a, it's become a precinct committee. That, yeah. and he's endorsed this. On February 27th, he endorsed that. And you'll see that if you go to my site, precinctstrategy.com. Okay. Precinct committeemen essentially have two main things going for them. One is precinct committeemen, and it's not called precinct committeemen in every state. In some states, it's precinct delegate, like in Michigan. Mm -hmm. In Texas, it's precinct chair. In Oregon, it's precinct committee person. They're very politically correct in Oregon. In Washington State, it's precinct committee officer. In some states, you're just called a member. And precinct is a voting precinct is referred to as precinct. But in some states, they're called election districts. So the terminology varies, but by and large, it's, I always refer to them as precinct committeemen because that's usually what it's called in most states, like Florida, precinct committee. Here in Arizona, precinct committeemen. So <laughs> precinct oh, committeemen Dan, Dan, are... Dan, the, the audience is saying that there's something wrong with your audio. Um, huh. Hang on, let me... Man, okay. let, let me reset my, my soundboard just to ensure that it's not on my side. You guys okay. sit, sit tight. We're just going to make sure this works. And if need be, I can put on a, uh, some uh, earbuds and a mic. Okay. Well, I can hear you fine. I can hear you fine. Testing, one, two, three. Testing, one, two, three. Can you hear me? Okay, it's better. They're saying a hundred percent. Thank oh, God. Great. Okay, okay. that's Super. awesome. Yeah. So, anyways, think of it this way: <clears throat> you're sitting at home and you're watching the national convention of the Republican Party, and there's delegates there. 
how'd they get there? Who are these people? Does anybody ever think like, who are these people? Well, they're not all rich fat cats. They're people from each state who said, I want to be a national convention delegate. Well, you have to run for that. And who elects you? Precinct committeemen elect the state convention delegates. And then, and this is all determined by the rules of the Republican Party of the RNC for this four-year convention. Precinct committeemen elect the people who elect the delegates to the state convention. And then at the state convention in each state, the five territories and DC, they hold an election for national convention delegates. Okay. If there were no precinct committeemen, there would be no delegates. Precinct committeemen are the party. So that's number one. If you want to be a ball player in the ball game of party politics, and that's where the action is, mm-hmm. you become a precinct committeeman. Otherwise, you're essentially sitting in the bleachers watching the game. Right. The ball players are the precinct committeemen. And if there are no precinct committeemen, there's no party. So I explain all of this at precinctstrategy.com. The second thing precinct committeemen do is they are in the best position to get out the vote in that all-important primary. I'll just give you some quick numbers. Ohio has an open primary. In the J.D. Vance race, there's another guy running. I can't think of his name right now, but he was supposedly the the more conservative than J.D. Vance. J.D. Vance, you know, is a anti-Trumper. Right. Or Trump got elected. And but Trump endorsed him. Okay. Any Republican vote voter, any uh Democrat voter could cross over uh and any independent purely open primary in um in in Ohio. You know how many of the total number of registered voters in Ohio, only 13.5% voted in that Republican primary race. That, that's, that's, how low, that's how low turnout was. If the other can't and, and Vance beat him by not very much. Mm-hmm. If the other candidate whose name I don't remember, Josh Mandel, maybe. Oh, yeah, it's Josh Mandel, definitely. If Josh Mandel had, had a ground game like I advocate and had recruited precinct committeemen and volunteers to help boost turnout of the people who don't normally vote in the primary, mm-hmm. the Republicans, and said JD Vance might have been. Re- uh, uh, endorsed by Trump, but I'm the real conservative, and here's why. And then, and then delivered a flyer to the doors of those voters. Well, just done that because it works. Because I've done it for a candidate, absolutely, and, uh, and I've won a race for a candidate in a primary against an incumbent rhino. Well, this was an open for open race. There wasn't an incumbent, but apparently Josh Mandel didn't do that, and so he lost. Over in Pennsylvania, they have had a closed primary for the Senate race, Dr. Oz versus a guy named McCormick. Yes, I was going to ask you to get into this. Yeah. Less than less than one third of all Republicans voted in that race. And McCormick lost by a razor thin margin. And again, he didn't have a ground game. All they do is they spend all this money on advertising. But if you're if 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 conservatives would come in to the party, and then organize and and then boost turnout for the best candidates that they think ought to get their vote of Republicans. And you boost the turnout of the lower information, lower propensity voters. And I have a video on my 
well, on my site, precinctstrategy.com in the blog section. If you go to the second blog article and scroll down to the last um, video, it's a narrated PowerPoint that explains how easy this is to accomplish, but it takes bodies. So in my precinct, I've got 10 slots. There's one precinct committeeman for every 125 Republican voters in, in Arizona under our system. And my precinct has about 1,250 voters, Republican, in it. So we have 10 slots. All 10 are filled. But in Maricopa County as a whole, 60% of the slots are vacant. So if, if every precinct had 10, that means every other precinct on average would have four or fewer of the 10 slots filled. Mm -hmm. It's much harder to get out the vote. And then it's much, uh, and then if, if, uh, if half are, are conservative and half are Republican, which is the case, and I've got graphics at my site that explain all this, there's about 100,000 moderates in our party in the precinct committeeman ranks all across the country. Mm -hmm. There's a hundred, about 100,000 um, uh, conserv uh, conservatives. But 200,000 of the slots, thereabouts, are vacant. That is a golden opportunity for conservatives. But conservatives suffer from this. CPPPDS, Conservative Political Party Participation Deficit Syndrome. They don't participate in party politics. It's true. And as a result, the rhinos and, and so then we fight. I got another graphic here. This is also at my site. Okay. This is the existing party. It's about 200,000 total people. But half of the slots are vacant. Half are moderates, half are conservatives, half are vacant. If conservatives would fill up the 200,000 vacancies, now the party looks like this. 75% conservative majority. It's at twice, as, twice the size numerically. Full strength, 75% majority. And then when it comes time to elect the county chairs, the assembly district committee chairs, the legislative district committee chairs, whatever they're called in whatever state, because every state's structured differently. But that filters all the way up to the RNC membership. There's only one way to change the RNC, and that is for to make it more conservative, to make have more conservative members, because there's three people from each state that are on the RNC, the state chairman, a national committeeman, and a national committee woman. Who elects the electors of all three of those. By and large, it's precinct committeemen. There are a few states that allow the voters to elect state delegates who might elect then the national the national committeeman and the national committee woman. But that's that's not the norm. The norm is, and I think it's about 80% of the states, it's the precinct committeeman and only the precinct committeeman who elect the electors who elect the, um, the members of the RNC. So I tell these rich people who throw all this money at these PACs and these 501 groups and candidates and think tanks like Cato Institute and Heritage, the Heritage Foundation. And I ask them when I get to talk to them, I've only talked to a couple of billionaires in my life, but I have talked to a couple. And I said, with all that money that you're throwing at politics, why aren't your people on the RNC? 
you and your fellow billionaires. Why aren't your, you and your fellow billionaires in, in control of the RNC? And the reason, and, and then the, the, I get, you know, like a long pause and they don't know what to say. And I said, it's simple. You're spending money on what doesn't change the RNC. The only way to change the RNC is to change who is in the precinct committee when slots of the party. Right. And that doesn't, and that doesn't cost any money. Like if the Koch brothers, the Koch brothers had a, I think it was $880 million that they had from all their donors that they were going to spend in the run up to the 2016 election. And then they sat it out. They didn't do anything. And I did the math on that. You take 200,000 and 200,000 vacant precinct committee slots and divide it into 880 million. I can't remember what it ends up being, but it's a lot of money that you could spend per slot. Well, it doesn't really cost much money at all to recruit precinct committee when if you do it by word of mouth. Right. And you know, I've, I've, I've been fairly successful at it on a shoestring budget. I fund everything that I do. Um, uh, nobody, I'm not a charity case. I'm, I don't have a tip, tip jar on my site. I don't ask for money from anybody. I ask people to, the only thing I ask them to do is get my book. Cause if right. you get my book, you're going to become a PC. Okay. And it's cheap. It's 10 bucks. And it's, the Kindle version is four bucks. And if you have Kindle Unlimited, it's free. But if you read the book, you're going to become a precinct committee member because I put out a very compelling case for doing it. And that's the feedback I get from people. I bought your book and I immediately did this, Dan. Thanks for writing your book. Um, they're spending the money on the wrong stuff that doesn't change the party. And what we've got to do, first step, in my opinion, is we've got to change the Republican Party. And the good news is it's there for the taking. It only takes, I got another graphic at my site. This one, it's right on the main page. Here's 74 million MAGA people. Three tenths of 1% of 74 million is about 200,000. If we get this little tiny sliver of MAGA people to fill these vacancies, overnight we've taken over the Republican Party. That's what we need to do. Will we do it? I don't know. I've, I've laid it out what, what to do. It's so easy. I lay out on my website and in my book how easy it is. Go find your local committee. Go to the meeting. Introduce yourself. Be polite. Say, I'm a good Republican, and I'd like to learn how to become a voting member of this party. How do I do it? And then before you go... I've got something on my website for every state where you can at least like, like Alabama, I think I only have two links. Some states, I only have one or two links because there isn't a lot of information that's good online about that particular state, but I've got something. So you can at least when you walk in, know what is it, you know, what's it called? Like in, in Alabama, it's just called member. If you do a search on the internet, Alabama precinct committee, but you're not going to find much because they don't call them precinct committee men in Alabama. Right. You're just called a member. So um, go to the meeting and tell them, I'd like to become a voting member. How do I do that? Do you have a, a precinct committeeman handbook that I can have? Could I get a set of the bylaws? Are they online? I really want to do this for my country. I'm a good American and I'm a good Republican. How could they turn you away? And if they do turn you away, now you know they're rhinos. And the only way to, uh, to change the rhinos is to replace them and you can do it. The beauty of it is in every state, the party either has caucus meetings, private caucus meetings you can go to to get elected 
to be a voting member of the party for your voting precinct, or you do it through the primary election system, like in Florida or here in Arizona, in Ohio, and a lot of the other states. Then there's some some states like Maryland and um, Tennessee and California, where down at the precinct level, the, pre the precinct committeemen are purely volunteers. The only people who the voters elect that have any power in the party um, are what are called county central committee members. And then like in California, there are assembly district committees and there are supervisory committee uh, uh, committeemen. And, and they have a patronage system, so to speak, where like, if you run for the state legislature, whether you win or lose in California as a Republican, then you're automatically a member of one of those committees. And then you, depending, they have an arcane system. It's really complicated. I don't know all the ins and outs. I don't care about it. I'm in Arizona. But, I, but I've at least at my site, I've got some articles that have been written by people that I know about how it all works in California. And you can read those and figure it out and then get involved. Like I said, we have a participation deficit. We're not participating where and how we really need to participate. And that's in the party structure, the party apparatus, the local committees. That's where the ball game starts. And then, and then from there, you can move up. So in Arizona, for example, when we have our organizational meetings in, after the general election of our, of our committees, then the elected pre Precinct committeemen elect officers to legislative district committees. I'm in legislative district 12. We have 444 slots, but just over half uh, are filled. Almost half are vacant. But the ones that are filled, about 247, we'll get to, or 227. We get to go to the organizational meeting, the precinct committee, and then we do two things. First, we elect the officers, the new officers. Then we have a second election for state committeemen, and we get one state committeeman slot for every three elected PC slots. Mm. I want to run for state committeeman. I'm going to run a slate of America Firsters. Now, the good news is most of the our PCs now in my new legislative district 12 are America Firsters. Um, and um, so, but we're still going to run a slate for those who want to be state committeemen. And we'll probably call ourselves the, the, the Trumpsters or something. So everybody knows, okay, these are the Trump people. Mm -hmm. And then we'll all vote for one another. We'll have a flyer with our names. And so I've been a state committeeman for, I think, at least the last four election cycles. I didn't make it the first time. Um, I also ran for state delegate the first time I got involved. I didn't make that either. But I went to the, the nominating convention as a spectator. Um, then, um, um, my, my, my kids have been state committeemen, you know, they, they, when they turned 18, I encouraged them to become precinct committeemen. They all volunteered to do it. They've been state committeemen. They've been to the state meetings. Um, and you know, that's what we need. We need more young people, more conservatives, more Trump supporters to Trumpify the party. And I'm trying hard to get Donald Trump to start talking about this every time he speaks to a conservative gathering, like his rallies. I wish he would do like a shout out, like uh, Mike Lindell did at this at the at the whatever that thing was called. Moment, moment of, of truth. truth. 
And Steve Bannon said, give me, raise your hand if you're a precinct committeeman. A whole bunch of hands went up. Um, It was great to see. And then, and then get the people whose hands didn't go up to get connected with one of those people and let that person tell them, yeah, the reason I'm in the party is because that's where the action is. That's how we're going to change things. The first step is taking over the Republican party, taking it away from the rhinos. I mean, look at the people that we allow to get elected. Mm-hmm. Kevin McCarthy won his primary again in California. Yep. Okay. Mitch McConnell won his primary last time. John McCain would win his. Jeff Flake would win his, although he opted out of running the last time, thank God. But Mitt, Mitt Romney, look look at all these people. Susan Collins, why aren't the conservatives in those respective states, including here in Arizona, taking those people out in the primary? It's because not enough conservatives get involved and help boost turnout for the better candidates. We can fix that. It's it's just showing up and participating. Basic American civics in action. So, Dan, realistically, how much time do you personally spend on your position per month? Um, three hours. Three yeah. hours. Three yeah. hours to control the Republican Party. Okay, tell tell us what yeah. it, what is involved. All it's all that is involved is one of two things. There's a monthly meeting. For my, for my legislative district committee. Now, I used to be on the county committee on the executive committee. So then I was doing two, two three-hour blocks of time. Okay. A county committee meeting that I went to. And sometimes I go just to observe, but the only people who can participate are the officers. Mm-hmm. And I was an officer. I was a, what's called a member at large. And then I was a secretary for a while. Okay, so... in. In those years, I would three hours a month to go to the county meeting, three hours a month to go to my legislative district committee meeting. And it's not mandatory that you go to the meetings. So if something really bad came up, I could send, a, if something was going to be voted on, I could get a, a fellow precinct committeeman from my legislative district to go to the county meeting or a fellow precinct committeeman from my precinct to go to the legislative district committee, but carry a proxy. Right. But I usually would go because like I tell everybody, guess who shows up at these meetings? The, well, the candidates. <laughs> well, the rhinos, but also the candidates. And if you've got bad candidates or bad incumbents, see my legislative district had three Republicans when I started in my old legislative district 18. Well, one by one, they all got knocked off in the general by the Democrats. And we did a, not as good a job uh, of the of getting out the vote as the Democrats did. And we would lose or maybe the machines were selecting the Democrats, which I now suspect is the case. Right. After being some affidavits that have been filed in some of the lawsuits, it's clear that these machines are selecting people. We've got to get rid of the machine. So what do I explain at my website? Here, I'll I'll hold it up. So after you scroll down from, what what you first see when you get to my website is is this at the very top, okay? And there's three buttons. One one minute promo video, uh, another uh, video, um, let's see, wrong, 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 wrong finger. I'll actually show the audience your website yeah, on yeah, screen right now. And so yeah. there's, there's three buttons. And then when you scroll down below where Bannon and I are, we, you can see us because that's a, a video from February 6th of last year. Below that is a paragraph that basically says, here's the goal, folks. 
We've got to get rid of the machines. We've got to go back to paper ballots, one day election, hand counting of the ballots before they're boxed up and leave the voting precincts, smaller precincts, drastic reduction in absentee voting. That's what we need. How are we going to get that done? By becoming precinct committeemen and controlling right. the power. By, by electing better state legislators and yep. better governors. Because right now here in Arizona, after the 2020 election, we had a Republican majority in our state Senate. We had a Republican majority in our House. And we had a Republican governor. Well, they had ours after their name. But they didn't get it done. And why didn't they get it done? Well, because some of those ours, the people with ours after their name, they're not really Republicans. No, no. These are people who are they're getting involved so that they can have power and they they want to control the agenda. And they understand that this is the method by which you control the agenda. And I see so many Republicans, so many good conservative America firsters out there uh, who are very frustrated with the system. Many of them know about this. Many of them have become precinct committeemen. But then there's a whole host of the population out there that has no idea. And, you know, this is a really simple way by which you can get involved directly, not only just, you know, local action, uh, you know, to uh, take effect on a national scale. But I mean, this is real action by which you can become a part of the machine and excise those aspects that are not serving you. Those rhinos that are giving, you know, bad candidates and elevating them, uh, introducing bad legislation uh, that are stepping all over our rights, that are constantly holding hands with the Democrats. The only time they get anything done is when it benefits their large donors. Can you imagine if 200,000 positions, Dan, if we had all America first people in there? I know we could do it. It's just a matter of having the will to do so. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, there's a um, something, uh, there's a phrase that uh, uh, someone in uh, Spartanburg, South Carolina, came up with, uh, a Tea Partier, who, Karen Martin, who became a precinct committeeman. When, I used to write articles as Cold Warrior at redstate.com. <clears throat> I did it anonymously. And um, um, she realized, wait, you know, Tea Partying? No, I got to get in, I got to do what Cold Warrior says. I got to get inside the party. And and then she saw some of the successes we were having in Arizona because I was recruiting people to get involved. And then we like censured John McCain. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was way back in, I think, 2012. And so she wrote an article that basically said this. She took she, she would start telling people, look, she she tried to recruit them to become precinct committeemen and they wouldn't do it. And then she came up with the straight. Listen. Um, if you're if if you won't become a precinct committeeman in the Republican Party, I really can't take you seriously politically, because that's where the ball game's played. Mm-hmm. And it does. And like you asked me, how much time does it take? Three hours a month. That's it. Um, three concentrated hours a month, and then again at the time of the primary, if you want to help candidates, I only ask for three hours of time from each of the precinct committeemen to work with me to boost turnout. If they want to, they're all volunteers. I can't tell them to do anything. Sure. Now in the general, we're going to work together and we're going to try to boost turnout in in our uh, precinct for all of the Republicans. We're going to try to get every Republican we can. We're going to work with the candidates. Hey, you got any flyers you want us to deliver? 
And we're going to tar target those people who didn't vote in the primary, those Republicans who didn't vote in the primary. We're going to try to get them to go vote. We're going to call them and we're going to drop a flyer off. And the phone calls takes about an hour because we're only each calling about 35 or 40 households and then dropping the flyers off to 35 or 40 residences because they'll see the flyer. Getting inundated with all the stuff that doesn't work, the, the people who don't like to vote and don't want to vote, they don't pay attention to the political noise, mm -hmm. but they will pay attention to a handcrafted by precinct committeemen. I'll make the flyer myself using Adobe, and, and I will show on there, look, vote please go vote. We've got to take back the country. If you need any help getting to the polls, here are our names and our email addresses of all the precinct committeemen. And then I'll give them my phone number even. And, you know, and I've got like, uh, you know, <clears throat> something you want to get once you become a PC is, you know, that's my, my PC business card. It's got my logo on it. It's got my name. It's got my address, phone number. I drop these off at the doors um, of the Republicans telling them in my precinct, if you need any help, contact me and we'll get the word out. We've got to do this. And we've obviously got the numbers. We just don't have the participation rate that we need. Well, right now, only about one out of 500 conservatives, maybe one out of 600 are precinct committeemen in the party if all of the slots were filled and they were all filled by conservatives then one out of 125 conservatives would be in in the party and that's what we need we need just one out of every 125 to do something so that you don't run this risk and i say it in my book at some point we're either going to go we're either going to save the country or not and if we don't do this first step in my opinion we're going to lose the country so Besides losing the country, what are you going to do when your kids or grandkids come to you and say, hey, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, that guy Schultz told you what to do. Why didn't you do it and save the country for us? Now we got to live under socialism. It's so true. Don't, don't, don't be that person. No. You know what, what kills me, Dan, is that the Democrats figured this out a long time ago. I mean, they are directly involved they have people, they have activists that they can, you know, activate in a moment. They will come pick up anybody legally able to vote or not to drive them to the polls. Uh, and, uh, and and they're just on top of everything when it comes to this stuff. You know, I understand everybody has families. We got jobs and stuff, but three hours a month is really nothing. And uh, I also know that in some places, uh, the precinct committeemen slots are, are already filled. Um, but that doesn't mean that they're always going to be filled. And you right. should definitely be on top of understanding when it comes time to uh, to fill those slots again. You can run against somebody. If you don't like the policies that have been put into place in your own area, uh, if you understand that some of those people are rhinos, you can run against them. You can get them out of there. Yeah, very few of the precincts are at 100% strength. Yeah. So, um, But let's say that they are, like you just mentioned then still volunteer and help the existing precinct committee. And then if somebody moves or passes away or just says, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm in my eighties now, which has happened to me in my precinct. So mm -hmm. I had to go new people. Uh, we have people waiting in the wings right now who want to fill a vacancy if one comes uh, about. And, and uh, 
they're volunteering to help us. And that's what we need to do. We need to have conservatives. You know, I, I got a graphic. I don't have this on my site, but I use it in some of my PowerPoints. This is what it needs to look like. We have to have conservatives out the door by the hundreds uh, at every meeting, every month saying, I want to do this. I want to get involved. H how do I do it? And hopefully we'll have people waiting in the wings, like you described earlier, if the, a particular precinct is full, then you have five or six more people that are willing to still help get out the vote. Many hands make light work. The more people that we have helping to boost turnout, the better it is for all of the Republican candidates, all of the conservative Republican candidates in that all important, usually very low turnout primary election. Mm -hmm. So I have a, a couple of comments from uh, viewers in the audience here, Dan. Uh, we okay. are rise. Two comments from him. He's down here in Florida, too. And uh, and I would like to use this as an opportunity for you to tell us how this works down here in Florida. Uh, so he says, what I've found is that many people in my district didn't know who to vote for in their area because of the lack of info uh, by lack of RNC. And then he also says the local districts in Florida are being denied the people who vote for including judges and many others denying information about any information, including Trump platform. And uh, I think there was maybe something that was missing from there. Uh, Tracer C4 also says, uh, thank you, Zach, for your hard work. Excellent show. Much love from Michigan. So my old home state and my new home state, uh, I heard from uh, someone on Truth Social earlier today. They're having issues with the precinct committeeman positions up there. The rhinos are in charge, and that's how they ensure that the Democrats stay in charge of the state in general. And then we were talking before the show. Uh, I was told that there are no precinct committeeman positions available. But here's the thing. I'm, I don't really know if that's the case. You know, uh, do they know who I am? Are they trying to make sure that I'm shut out? I will tell you this. Uh, in order to even go to the county GOP meeting, I had to get interviewed uh, by the chair of the county GOP. And they wanted to make sure that I wasn't some type of right wing radical, so to speak. Now, I don't know exactly what that means, but I certainly didn't walk in there saying, hey, I have a podcast where I talk about my love of Donald Trump and how uh, I'd like to save America because I don't want to put myself out there and then get ejected from the ability to uh, participate. Well, the way it works in Florida is um, complicated, uh, but eventually you can run for precinct committee. <clears throat> With respect to information about all the candidates and all that, I don't have any answers for that other sure. than uh, you can go online and get the sample ballot for your precinct in virtually everywhere. Mm -hmm. and Or you can go to Republican clubs. Or if you know any Republican candidates, call them and say, hey, who are the best candidates and tell me why? You know, you got to be proactive. Right. Uh, we have like judge judges that have to be retained. And if they don't get if they get so many negative votes, then they're not retained. And it's always hard to find out information about the judges. Um, always. Um because it's sort of a position that not, most people don't even think about. Well, um, also, they're supposed to be apolitical, too. So, like, you know, the, I guess the idea is they don't want to give any specific information about how they feel about anything, because right. in a perfect world, they're supposed to be absolutely down the middle. They just make a decision based upon whatever's in front of them. But we know that's a lie. I mean, we absolutely know these people are in political positions. They have their own beliefs, their opinions, their uh, structures that they're going to be basing everything on. 
on. And I, you know, I, obviously, I, th- I think that's probably the worst type of position to not have any information on somebody's political stances. Yeah. So, anyways, here's I'm holding in my hot little hand here a nine-page list. This is the list of all of the precinct committeemen elected or appointed in Palm Beach County as of July of 2021. I I emailed the Palm Beach County Elections Department because by statute, the county chairs of every party in every county are supposed to be giving monthly an updated list like this to the um, Elections Department. I said, when I got this, I said, can I get this in electronic form? She said, this is what they gave us, a PDF. And I said, well, this is July 2021. She goes, that's the most recent one they gave us. Okay. Because there probably is not a criminal penalty for them not submitting this because the elected county chairs, remember, it's a this is a private organization. The Republican Party committees are private. So once you're in, if you get elected and you're a member, they don't have to let anybody else in unless the bylaws of, of the state committee says down at the county level, you must approve um, somebody if they're a bona fide Republican. But that's usually not the case. And the reason is because they can say, look, you could have run for precinct committeeman, but you didn't. These people ran. And so we've appointed a few. But, yeah, we want to vet you because we want to make sure you're really a Republican. And then they changed the law in Florida recently, whereby um, and the Democrats and the Republicans, I think, got together to make this law change that you have to prove that you have been a registered Republican for a whole year before you can run for or be appointed to a vacant precinct committeeman slot. Again, it's a gatekeeper thing. Right. We want people who are not like changing their registration because they they were a Democrat or were an independent, and now they want to infiltrate our local committee. So to make it a little bit harder to have that happen, they got the law changed. Okay. But nobody can keep you out if you run, whether it's through the caucus system, if you win, if you win. You don't, nobody has a right to be a member of a political party. Political parties are private organizations. Mm-hmm. Nobody has a right to be a member, but you do have a right to run. And if you win the election for your voting precinct, then you're in. So run. Um, a lot of people here in Arizona, they didn't bother to run because, oh, I'll just get appointed later by the county chair. Well, what if the county chair says, you should have ran, but you didn't. So I'm not going to appoint you. They have the discretion to do that. Wait, you're going to have to wait another uh, two years to run because I don't want you because you didn't run. So is that what happened there in Maricopa? No, that hasn't happened in Maricopa County, but it did happen in a county down south from me. Um, I can't remember the name of the county, a little tiny county. And the guy got elected. He was a chairman. And then a bunch of libertarians. They were libertarian Republicans. Sure. And, and he didn't like them. So they, they they did not run. They moved into the county. They had not. They weren't able to run because they weren't yet residents of the county. You have to be a resident in your precinct for so many days before you can actually run. 
they didn't meet that criteria. So they came along as a group and they said, we'd like to get appointed in the precincts that we live in. And the guy said, sorry, I'm not going to appoint you. And there wasn't anything that they could do about it. But what they did do about it is they bided their time. They recruited more people like them. Then they all ran the next election cycle. They got elected. And now that guy's not the chairman anymore. One of them is the chairman. It's all about numbers and participating. And what they really hope you will do, the rhinos, if they're in charge, they hope you'll get disgusted and take your ball and go home. That's right. why they play these games. Don't fall for it. Don't get mad. Get even. Take the county committee or the local committee, whatever it's called, where you live, however it works in your state, get cohorts and then all run or come in as a group to get appointed. And let's say 50 people show up, like in Palm Beach County, there's, there's 268 people on this list from last year. That's about, from what I understand there, maybe they're up to 350 now. But there's 1,500 slots, I'm told, in, in Palm Beach County. I asked for that number. The, the elections department didn't give it to me. Uh, so I'm going to follow up. You know, I got a zillion things I do. And sure. worrying about Palm Beach County isn't really high on my priority list. So maybe eventually I'll get to it. But, well, you know, there ought to be a, a precinct committeeman in Palm Beach County who's America first or who could have done this. Mm -hmm. and, and so if you want to find out in your county in Florida, how many slots are there? Go to the elections department, either email them or call them. I'd recommend you go in in person and say, unless, it, you know, it's all COVID crap down there yet. I don't know. No, no, uh, there isn't. <laughs> okay, good. Go in and say, hey, I, I'm, I'm here. I want some public records. The public records I want are the following. I want the total list of precincts and Republican Party slots for the precincts. And then I'd like to know what, give me the list of all of the elected and appointed precinct committee. But now that's going to change. It just, it just changed. You just had your primary, mm -hmm. but you just had the election of precinct committee in every County in Florida. So ask for the new election list the, the people who got elected in the republican party of your county your committee who got elected and you might as well ask for the democrats too so you can do a comparison hey that's a good idea you know and i i'd, I'd be very interested to see how that participation looks because again you know at least from the outside uh, i think we've gotten a lot better uh, we've made gains, but clearly we have a lot farther to go. But Democrats historically, I mean, they have been very active. They understand uh, how important the grassroots organization is so that it filters up to the top of the party. I mean, look at Obama. You know, I mean, who knows how he got there, but he ended up president and he started out as a grassroots organizer. You know, yeah, I mean, the way, the way he beat Hillary Clinton is See, the Republican Party doesn't have superdelegates. Mm -hmm. The Democratic Party does because it's really corrupt. So if you're an office holder, a certain kind of office holder, I think all the members of Congress are superdelegates. All the senators are superdelegates. And then maybe the governors. And So you're automatically a delegate to the national convention uh, or, or, or maybe your state convention. Well, Obama knew all that. So what did he do? He, he, he figured out, okay, but I can still elect others to become delegates if I 
recruit enough precinct committeemen in each state or however it works in their state, their, that particular state. And that's what he did. He figured it all out. He had cohorts in all 50 states figuring out how can we increase the number of delegates so that we cancel out the superdelegates. Mm-hmm. And that's what he did. And, and Hillary Clinton didn't even see him coming. No, uh, no. She so, thought she was safe. She had the name recognition. She's been in, uh, you know, in in the public eye for decades. And, uh, you know, as long as you know the right people, it's all about relationships. So, you know, it's, it's not always just about money. I know that I've heard so many times, you know, people saying, you know, oh, politics is rigged. There's so much money involved in it. And the people not. with the money are the people. I know it's just it's so simple. Listen, and, and go ahead. Go ahead. If, if, if that was the case, guess who would have been our nominee hands down? Not in 2016. It would have been Jeb Bush. Right. He was starting out with like a hundred million dollar pack money. Right. He had already had a hundred million dollar war chest. Then remember some of those that one venue where is that where there's a few people there and he's giving please his clap. Speech. Yeah, please, <laughs> please laugh. Jeb is a mess. Jeb's <laughs> a mess. Right. Right. It we, wasn't. We, it wasn't the money. It was. <laughs> Trump's appeal and he mobilized people to go vote in the primaries. And and again, I wrote an article about it. A few other people did too. Um, it's really not the people who vote in the presidential preference primaries who select the president. It's the delegates to the state convention mm-hmm. and who then elect delegates to the national convention. And then it's the delegates and and um, uh, and again, who's in the best position overall, by and large, everywhere to make that happen? Precinct committeemen. And that's what we've got to do. If we want to, if if you're a Trumper and you want to help Donald Trump, you know, you know if you want to get into a real ball game of politics where you live to help Donald J. Trump make America great again, still become a precinct committeeman because that's the way to do it. That's what he needs. So like I said, I'm trying to get to him again and get him to say that essentially wherever he goes from here or not. And, you know, maybe hold up, you know, I'll, you know, I'll give him my, give him my graphics, you know, like the, the, the pie chart graphics, you know, like here's where we are and here's where we need to be. And I need you to fill up one of these vacant slots and, and show me a, Give me a show of hands, you precinct delegates, if that's what it's called. And let's say he's in Michigan, it'd be precinct delegates. If he's in Washington State, precinct committee officers, where are you? I want to see you. Raise your hand. Okay, everybody else, look at these people. These are the vanguards. These are the people. I want you to be one of them. And half of these slots are vacant. Please do it. You know, be a super Trumper. That's what we need. That is, it is exactly what we need. And, uh, you know, I somebody in the chat saying something about Obama. I know that Obama was a, a, a CIA asset basically since the time he was born, but there are still these processes that exist in our system and within the parties. And, uh, you know, maybe the CIA went up and bought all of those people. But I mean, it, there is also a fair amount of uh, relationship building that goes into this, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican. The money makes a difference. The pressing the flesh makes a difference. You know, certainly your policies make a difference. But in the Republican Party, we truly outnumber 
those rhinos with the bad policies and uh, and a lot more money than we have. Uh, we have a, a distinct and, and memorable opportunity here uh, to continue to shape the future of the Republican Party. And, you know, this is uh, a, a while ago after the uh, the fraud of the 2020 election. I remember a lot of people saying, you know, that they wanted Donald Trump to start another party, that, you know, we needed to do something different because the Republican Party wasn't there to back him up. They certainly weren't listening to us when it came to our cries to look into what took place in 2020. Um, But I I don't think it's necessary. I mean, if we don't like the Republican Party, then we have to change out who's actually controlling it. And we can control it. Just takes a little bit of time. It takes a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, shoe leather, walk around the neighborhood. You can easily figure out where your precinct is, who lives in your precinct, who votes in your precinct. Uh, And uh, all you have to do is, is put the time and the effort into those relationships. What I would really like to know, guys, because I know that uh, we have a number of precinct delegates or precinct committeemen here tonight. Uh, if you would do me a favor in the chat, just put a one in there if uh, if this is something you've done. And then if you are going to do it or you're, you've been working on it already, put a two in the chat. Um, we are going to be opening up the phones here in just a minute. And our first caller is somebody who is a fan of Dan's and uh, he actually used uh, some of these tactics to great affect in the state of Nebraska. His name is Larry Ortega. I had an interview with him that I published uh, this uh, yesterday, I believe it was. Um, but Dan, if we go to your website, um, and I, I shared this the other day, and and uh, and I let everybody know, you, you should start here. If you want to become a precinct committeeman, if you want to shape the future of the Republic, Republican Party, start at precinctstrategy.com. Um, when you go to the states section, um, you, you, I believe last time you didn't have information for every single state, or perhaps there was some stuff that was missing. Do, do we have a full complement uh, of every state in, uh, in the union now? Yeah, I have at least something for every state. Okay. Um, some of it's dated. Um, and you know, I don't have staff that like are constantly scouring the internet, but if somebody sure. sends me, Hey, Dan, uh, my county has a really good website. Like, for example, in Florida, Pasco County has a very good uh, explanation for how to become an elected precinct committeeman and how to become an appointed precinct committeeman. So I've, I've posted that, a, a link to that on my site and a few other Florida sites. So I've got something for all 50 states. I don't have anything for the territories or D.C., Okay. Yeah, they're, they're very small parties, and I figure if anybody really needs help there, um, uh, they can contact me. Um, but yeah, there's something for, for, for every state. And then the other thing that I've got at my site is if you scroll down on the main page, you'll eventually you'll see two videos side by side. The one on the left is a six minute and 41 second video that explains the precinct committeeman strategy and with some flip cards that I made on three by five cards. The other one on the right is a power, a narrated PowerPoint I made specifically for Donald Trump in, in early in January of 2020, basically telling him, if you want to guarantee a victory, now what you've got to do is you've got to be telling all of your people around the country who haven't yet become precinct committeemen to get on the stick and do it and fill up the vacancies and trumpify the party 
because those people are going to elect delegates eventually and you've got to get them to run now and uh and help take over the party and trumplify it um but of course i don't think he ever got to see it um but it but that's about an 11 minute video explains the precinct committeeman in 11 minutes with some um charts and graphs and whatnot so i recommend people do that then the other thing i recommend everybody do is three things one vote on election day do not vote by mail they rig the elections when everybody is voting by mail they know who's coming in and voting wait till election day then they can't figure out the algorithm right so do that if you can now in some states you have to mail it in mm -hmm. okay but in but in most states you don't like in arizona i have a mail-in ballot I'm on that system. I'm getting off of this system. I voted in person on elect on primary election day. And I know my vote got counted because I looked it up later. Okay. And looks like Dan is locked up. We hopefully we didn't lose him. And hopefully there's not an issue with my internet. I'm not showing any dropped frames or anything. All right. While we're waiting for Dan to come back, uh, we had five people over on Rumble that are currently precinct committeemen. And then over on the foxhole, we've got one person who is currently in progress. Uh, and I am not seeing anybody over on Getter. And I see one person, TZ Burton, over on Odyssey. I know that there are many more people who have actually done this because I've gotten emails from them. I've gotten uh, a number of different messages over the years, people telling me that they did this. But you guys, seriously, this is just so simple. It's so easy. Uh, I know that in certain areas, the rhinos are already the precinct committeemen. Somebody was tagging me on Truth Social today uh, talking about their county, Volusia County, where several precinct committeemen they believed were rhinos. Um, considering the fact that we just went through the primary, that would have been the opportunity uh, to run yourself and to actually take over the positions and get rid of those people. I know that it's not always easy, and those people who are going to have been precinct committeemen for some time, uh, they're going to have connections already, and they're going to have the relationships which is all the more reason for every single one of us to join our local county GOP to start building those relationships and to start becoming part of that conversation. Once you do that, then it's going to allow you to uh, come in. And when you are able to run, then you can go ahead and have a real shot at knocking those people out. Dan, welcome back. Yeah, yeah. We got some storms right now. Okay. So um, that might have caused it. Um, so I don't know what the last thing was that I said, but, uh, what I wanted to tell everybody is this, go to my site. Uh, I told you there's three things I want you to do. Yes. One is, uh, wait until November 8th. I'm asking all the candidates I know to be telling the voters, wait and vote on November 8th, figure out the rules in your state and then vote at the last possible time. Can I, uh, can I add something to that, Dan? Um, yes. If you if you are a person who uh, has received a mail in ballot, don't open it, keep it in your pocket, go in in person and then ask for a ballot to vote in person. 
Uh, and that way, if they show you is already having voted, say if somebody stole your vote, well, then you can immediately get out your ballot that you haven't opened and uh, you, you can call your sheriff and you can uh, go ahead and report some identity theft right there because that is a crime. And that's going to mean that they're going to have to go ahead and investigate it. And that way we will be assured that your provisional ballot or whatever ballot they allow you to vote with that day will actually count. OK, continue, Dan. Yeah, but the caveat to that is, but make sure you're in a state where you can do that. Okay, okay. Said so there are some states where you have to vote by mail. I think uh, Oregon is one of those. They have universal mail-in ballots. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you're right. In Washington State, they have a pure mail system, but I know you can go in on election day to a voting center and drop your right ballot into a slot. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just figure out your rules. That's number one. Number two, I have it linked at my site on the main page. There's a new site called Secure Your Republic. No, I'm sorry. SaveYourRepublic.org. SaveYourRepublic.org. That is a site that has figured out where to go in every state down to the county level to volunteer to become either a pure volunteer or a paid poll worker, full-time or part-time. They've amassed all of the information on a website. Now, ask yourself this. Why didn't the GOP, why didn't the RNC do this? Well, they didn't. That tells you something. Oh, absolutely. So this other group did it. So I linked it at my site. If you can spare the time, please volunteer to be a poll worker. In most cases, you'll get paid, whether it's a full-time or a part-time position. And then third, get Votify Now, the election integrity app. Um, and that, that third button on my site takes you directly to votifynow.org. This is an election integrity app. There's nothing else like it. It's not vaporware. It actually exists. People have used it. A precinct committeeman in my precinct used it. Um, she, it's a long story. I won't go into it, but um, get that app. And then if you see anything weird happening, in, in, in addition to reporting it to the sheriff, report it on the Votify Now app. You can learn all about it at votifynow.org. It's really simple. It's an app for your iPhone or your Android device. Then, of course, the last thing I want everybody to do is check out how to become a precinct committeeman where you live. And, of course, I explain that all at my site. So I'd like everybody to to do that. Three easy things. And uh, you guys may remember Votify Now uh, because the creator of Votify Now, Johnny V., has been a guest on the show before. And he is going to be a guest again in the very near future. Uh, This is something I've got downloaded on my phone, and uh, there was nothing untoward happening when I went in to vote. I couldn't believe how easy it was to vote down here. Um, It was. uh, I mentioned one one thing he just added. Yeah. Okay. He just added this, um, and he's going to walk me through it. Um, But now, when you uh, when you make a report, uh, the 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 geolocating system is now working so that you let's say that you're up at a particular ballot box and you see somebody stuffing them Mm -hmm. and you take a picture or a video and then you send it okay then what happens is your location goes into that file 
associated with whatever report you made. Then a few minutes later, you'll be able to go look on a map and see, okay, based on where I was, were, have there has there been any other reporting of like things? Right. You'll be able to see that, you know, on a on a Google map, I guess. Some that's, kind of a, that's that's great. So then you can yeah. tell if he just, he just he just added that. And these are gonna be adding more features and more features and more features as time progresses. So All hi right. Larry. Larry, hey Dan, how are you Dan. doing? I'm doing okay. It's so nice to meet you, and it's so exciting for everybody in Nebraska to hear. We're just, it's so exciting what's going on. Uh, the convention was an event, but what's really exciting now is, is there at the delegate level, all the way at the county level, we're starting to write our own platforms and push them uphill. Great. To the legislators, then to the congressmen, then to the senators and the governors. And uh, I don't think people are going to know what hit them. It's all about numbers, isn't it? That's exactly correct. That's when you can show up with enough people to make those decisions and, and, and to start to force things. It's just gigantic. Right. It's, it's the American way. Majority rule. Absolutely. And, you know, I can't tell you how... What's I, proud's kind of the wrong word, but um, you know, satisfying. Satisfying it is for the people themselves to feel like they're in control of themselves right. and control right. of what's going on with themselves. Yeah, That's there's a there's a term that uh, Steve Bannon used when he was launching his uh, Citizens of the American Republic, which I don't know if it still exists anymore. The phrase that they came up with is. Uh, we here at Citizens of the American Republic want to help you maximize your citizen value. And that's what becoming a precinct committeeman does, I think, is it helps you maximize the value of your citizenship because you are now a ball player in our two-party system or a libertarian party or green party, whatever the case may be, but you're involved helping to field the candidates of your choice to get to the gen first, the primary and win, and then get hopefully to the general election. Exactly. It's, it's, it's very empowering. It, it absolutely is here at the beginning. We're having to set platforms because we have a bunch of elected rhinos and uh, we need to be able to put them in their face and either a, they sub turn into rubber and start deciding we're I'm really conservative or B they decide I don't know if this is really the job for me. And that's perfectly fine either way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but those are the two ways that we really want to push things along. And then after that, we start to get to pick, you know, who we're going to nominate, who's going to go. Right. The other thing that we're, we have a longer term strategy is we want to begin educating our committeemen so that they start yeah. to look around and say, I could be a state legislator and eventually I could be a congressman. This is rocket science. This is not something that, you know. And do, you guys, do you guys in Nebraska, because I don't have a lot of information about Nebraska, uh, and I've only got a few contacts in Nebraska. Now I've got another one. Um, do you guys have in Nebraska, in the Republican Party, a precinct committeeman handbook? We do not. We need to desperately write one. Effectively, yeah, right. I am piece by piece. The latest thing I showed them was um, they were really browbeat by the Secretary of State. You have to use machines. But when you actually read the law, the law says 
you may use machine. Right. And right. of course, the only alternative to may at this point in time is what we used to do, which was and hand count. And that's what all the counties, many of our counties would like to go do. And we're helping them. We're writing manuals. We're showing them. This is the methods. These are the techniques you can for counting that you can utilize. This is this is how you can do this and and be uh, run run an efficient operation like that. That's what people right. look. Good, good. Yeah. Kind of um, here, here in Arizona, our statutes say because I've read the 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 Secretary of State's handbook that they give to the counties, and it says in there if you drill down in. It says, or well, the statute says, the election day officer, if he or she suspects that there's the, the tabulation machines are not going to provide accurate results, then you can do hand counts of the ballots. Okay. That works. Well, if you know anything about the Dominion machines and the ESS <laughs> software, you know that they're, they're, it's, everything's in question. Mm-hmm. So you... Use your discretion under the statute and do a hand count. Yep. But hardly any of them know that. And right. we've got to educate them. We've got to learn all this stuff and hopefully go back. We've got to get rid of the machines. We've got to get rid of them. Listen, think about it. When you were in high school, if you, if you, had, uh, if you remember how when you had the uh, – your class election for president, secretary, and all that. They didn't bring in these ma- machines to do it. Okay. What did we do? We, we had simple paper ballots and you marked them. And then in front of everybody, there'd be some people who would like, first they'd do a count. And then another guy would do a count or gal would do a count. And if it matched, then you'd set those ballots aside. And then you do it again for the next batch and the next batch. That's how they do it in France. That's how they do it in the United Kingdom. That's how they do it in every other civilized country in the world, but not us. No, no, no. We have, we have instead of paper, hand counted, one election day, drastic reduction in absentee balloting, um, tabulation before the ballots get sealed. No, no, no. That's too complicated or something. Instead, I, I did a list. I, I created a, a, a chart and I said, I went through 14 different things that we use with these machines. You got to buy the machines or lease them. You got to get contractors. You got to train. You got to train the people who are going to oversee the contractors. Then you're going to have elections election uh, for six weeks, eight weeks, whatever the case may be. You're going to have people at all the voting places paid to be there to babysit the machines you have to have cabling for the machines you have to have then software updates you have to have recertifications what in the hell did we do we created a rube goldberg system Mm -hmm. when we have a perfectly simple gold standard system like we use for high school elections we've got to go back to paper period you're so right here in, here in Nebraska, with our high-tech, new, modern tabulating machines, we were able to tabula, uh, to count our million votes. Texas and Florida got done on Friday night. It only took us five days. <laughs> right. Same thing here in Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> right. Give me right. a break. 
This is ridiculous. It is. It's absolutely ridiculous. And what we actually found from some other states were actually some really good ideas uh, looking around on the web. We actually found how to build a tabulation sheet, which Mm kind of sounds like, huh? But once you see it, you go, oh, that's very cool. They literally put a little tight, like a person's name, and they have 10 boxes tall, and then in sections of five boxes to the right like that. So each box you put five stripe marks, one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five. So if you see the, the box is filled, you know, you can count by fives, five, 10, 15, 20. If the whole row is filled, you know, it's a hundred sort of a thing votes right away. So it makes it really easy to, to add up the votes as you do it. And you're right. You count 10 or 20 ballots at a time. Each one of you counts the 20 ballots, see that you match. Each one of you counts the 20 ballots, see that you match. And you could do it on that sheet, the tabulating sheet. They had all the items for the election. So you could tab, you could count the votes for everything on that election ballot like that. Yeah. And then if we if we did it with small precincts, guess who you can involve in this? High school students. <laughs> and now we're teaching that. basic American civics to high school students and maybe pay a minimum wage for three hours. There you go. Hours. You know, right now, what we were talking about, because uh, so many county clerks were nervous, we were just going to make it like jury duty. Yeah, and that's right. super voters, easy. Yeah. Very people easy. for every 500 voters. Get yeah. Yeah. You're there to count votes. Whether you voted or not, you get to count. Right. And right. Mandatory formation sort of a thing. So but see, if you involve the schools and the social studies teachers who are supposed to be teaching basic American civics to their kids and usually not. If you involve the students and those teachers and made this part of their, you know, curriculum, curriculum, plus you could pay them minimum wage, man, now we'd have kids coming out of high school who, you know, I don't know if you've seen those terrible videos where, you know, um, what ocean is to the east of the United States? And, they, and these kids don't even know that. Okay, no But at least they'll graduate knowing, some of them will, how the election system can work. And, you know, and then there's another word that goes out of the political lexicon, election audit. Because there's no such thing as an audit when you go back to paper. The only thing you will ever, the, the system to audit, there is no system to audit. There's one thing and one thing only, a recount of the ballots. That's it. so easy. You know, here's the thing, guys. They have made it into this overly complicated Rube Goldberg type system by design. I mean, there's only one reason that you would want to make it so ridiculously complicated so that it is so easy to cheat, makes it much simpler and uh, uh, much easier for the people who want to control the elections. But if we're doing it precinct by precinct by hand, there's no need to go back and count it over again. And if you do need to count it over again, you just do it right there and you have the assistance of people who are right there in the voting block and you can very easily check the work, make sure that you've got an accurate count and then report it up through the the ranks. Right. And you have hundreds of people who are part of the process who will all go, yeah, it, it worked. Yeah, we this was easy. We got it done just like they do it in yep. France. United Kingdom, except in London, because uh, they use Dominion machines in London, from what I've been told. Ah, but every other civilized country in the world is able to do this but us. 
it's uh, uh you know obviously they they don't want us to be a part of the uh the machine here so listen i i would recommend that everybody go watch the interview that larry and i did the other day at the moment of truth uh, it's about 20 25 minutes it's on the channel just two days ago i believe uh but larry uh, I would love it if uh, you were to put together some type of a handbook for precinct committeemen. And, and uh, you know, I, I think you have a book in you uh, at the end of the day in terms of what you guys did, what you were able to accomplish. And Larry is going to be coming back in the very near future for a full two hours. You guys are going to be able to call in and ask him questions about what he did and how he was able to do it. It's very simple. You know, I mean, there's nothing too complicated about it. It's all about the relationships and, and helping to educate people about how the system is broken and what we can do to go ahead and fix it. First of all, you have to also understand that I was part of probably a 40 person team that was helping to lead this effort. Now, I was the spokesperson at Nebraska Voter Action Project. And yes, I did come up with objectives for Nebraska. But there were many other uh, groups within the state of Nebraska that were also chasing people down to show up as committeemen. Um, we still think that we brought the lion's share because of the night before, you know, at our meeting, we called literally hundreds of people and hundreds of people showed up. And it surprised uh, some of the other groups to see that many people show up. So we still think we had a significant influence, but uh, some of the other groups would probably be upset if they were to hear that it was Larry Ortega. Because some of the other groups, they don't even know who I am. Sure. Uh, I, that's the other thing, Dan, that we had to do. We had to keep this very sabrosa. We could not let the rhinos know what was going on. We were secretly emailing people that we knew were conservatives. We tested them before we wrote them the emails with a couple of questions just to make sure they truly were conservative people. And then and only then did they actually get told that we were moving in this direction. Mm -hmm. And those are the people we continue to work with today. That's terrific. Now, let me ask you this, because we have a communications and collaboration platform we can all use now. And that's the second button at my site. It says connect with other conservatives in your state. That takes you to a sign up page. And it's a communications and collaboration platform that Robert Beatles built for us. He's in Washoe County, Nevada. And it's going through some changes. It's going to be uh, updated and made. It's going to look different neck and have new features on it next week. But um, let me see if I can uh, check it real quick, see how many Nebraskans are on it. Because you guys, are, are you? do you have like a communications platform that you're interconnecting all of your cohorts? We don't. I mean, we're just using an email distribution service. Yeah, see, see what you need that you need is this site because what it'll do allow you to do is you get all the Nebraska people who are America firsters and who are PCs onto the site. And are, then you can set up a chat room and all of you can join the chat room. And now you can be chatting about everything privately and securely because it's by invitation only. Is this it? Is this at pill.net, Dan? Yes. 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 Yeah. Yep. Actually, uh, one of the owners of pill.net, a uh, partner of Robert Beatles, is uh, in the audience right now. Uh, and he oh, said, that, really? Yeah. Yeah. Matt 1776. He said that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Matt. I was on the call with Matt. Uh, that's, yeah. That's I'm really said. excited. They're just doing great stuff. It's going to be better than it is now. I mean, it's really good now, but some people are having trouble navigating. So there were. We're trying to make it a little bit easier to use. Right. But uh, I'll find out more about this. Yeah, uh, Larry, I'm happy to. 
Happy to put you and Matt in touch so uh, we can get Nebraska set up on there as well. But Matt yeah, said he so had a great me... great call with Dan and Beatles today. Get ready, fam. New features is going to be fire. So uh, there, are, this... there are 95 Nebraskans already on it. They have there a Nebraska profile. So get, get all of your people onto it. Set up a Nebraska chat. You set up whatever kind of chat rooms you want. That's what's so beautiful about it. You can do whatever you want on it. You know, yep. so, uh, and it's com- it's completely it's secure and uh, you are not in any danger of getting deleted people. It's a free speech platform. Uh, these guys, they're friends of mine. They set pill.net up and uh, the sister site yeah. Foxhole, which is what I use mostly for streaming. But they set it up with the express intention of ensuring that people could go there. They could speak openly and honestly and, and they could use it as a method by which they could organize and really get people out there. Larry, do you know a guy named Jim Schultze? Um, I'm pretty sure in, I do. That in Douglas, is, uh, in Douglas County. Douglas County. He's uh, yeah, just north of yeah. Minnesota. Here's what he posted in the in the Nebraska chat way back in March of this year. Active in county state Republican Party politics in Nebraska now. Now a member of the Douglas County Omaha Central Committee and a delegate to the state convention. This summer, America first, baby, taking on the old guard status quo. There you go. Love it. There you go. Those guys that voted in the convention with us. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, listen, Larry, we got to move on to the next caller, buddy. But uh, I really appreciate you taking the the time to call in. And I want to say just once more. Everybody go to my channel, watch the interview that Larry and I did, get ready, get your questions ready, because in just about a week, he's going to be back here for a full two hours and he'll be taking your calls. Dan, I can't thank you enough. I can't thank you enough. Thanks, Larry. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Appreciate you your then. efforts. We'll see you soon, Onward sir. and upward. All right. Bye-bye. Have a good night. Bye. All right. Awesome. Now, I also uh, want to uh, uh, urge everyone that's out there in the audience, if you are a precinct committeeman, if you're working on this process right now, I'd really appreciate it if you call in uh, because I want to hear the success stories and I want to know if you've run into issues, if there are things out there that you've had to overcome or if you are actively being thwarted. We got to come together on this stuff. We got to continue to communicate uh, because it's so easy. You know, Dan is just one guy. He's already done a tremendous amount of work, but if you are somebody out there who has information, if you have things that you want to submit to Dan, if you want to help out, please, I'm urging you to call in so we can all be part of the solution to save America. We Are Rise is our next caller. I also need to say thank you to Freight Awakening, uh, who says, thank you, Dan, for your efforts. True patriot. I love your war room spots. And thank you to Zach for introducing us to Ivan Rakin, amazing mind and great interviews. If you haven't seen my interview with Ivan Rakin from the Moment of Truth Summit, I highly suggest you guys check that out as well. Uh, And here we are coming in with We we Are Rise, fellow Floridian. Uh, Also want to say thank you to uh, Joseph on Cash App. Appreciate that, Joseph. Uh, Also to Kelly. Uh, Kelly says, I'm from Arizona and I'm a longtime fan. Kelly, thank you very much for your generosity. I really appreciate that. And uh, we are rise. You're on the air, buddy. Can you hear us? Yes, I can. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. Good to see you. Good to hear from you. Glad that you're with us tonight. Uh, So uh, it it sounds like you have a a bit of experience with the process there in your area. And I'm sorry, I I can't remember what uh, what spot you're in here in Florida, but um, Okay, there we go. We've got uh, a, pi- a picture now. All right. So, uh, so what has been your experience uh, with uh, the precinct strategy? 
Yeah, there's an echo and a, and a reverb. Um, if, uh, you know, you may want to um, pause or mute the stream itself so that you're only getting audio through Zoom. Because it sounds like you're getting the audio. Delay. I can hear you. Yeah. It there, seem- seems like there's a delay, like perhaps you're streaming. Yeah, there is a delay. Yeah, it seems like maybe your the stream itself is where you're getting the audio, not through Zoom. Palm Beach, South Palm Beach. Okay. Yeah, right. South Palm Beach, Florida. I'm in the Delray, uh, Boynton area. Are you in the Palm Beach County Republican Committee? Yeah. Yes, I am. Okay, maybe you can answer these questions for me. Do you know the total number of slots that are available for your committee? Uh, He's still getting the audio through the stream, not through Zoom. Okay. Yeah. Uh, He'll figure it out in just a second. I just sent him a message. Um for we are rise to mute the stream so that the audio is coming yep. through zoom and not is that better? okay is that better uh I, we don't we didn't have an audio but are you hearing me seeing me talk right now yes i am okay great so dan go ahead with your question for we are rise again yeah i was, I was just wondering um if you happen to know off the top of your head approximately the total number of slots if every slot was filled Every precinct committee even slotted the Palm Beach County Republican Committee when it was filled. How, yes, I do. What What was that number? I think it was. Is it not going through? No, no I can we, hear you. Yeah, we hear you just fine. We are not getting an echo. The The echo is coming on through your system. All right. Okay. Uh, yes i am so what's the total number we are uh i i don't i don't know what's uh what's going on there with the audio buddy but it doesn't it's not working i'm i'm going to put you back into the waiting room and perhaps yeah play okay over- i'll leave and i'll come back i'm okay. sorry i apologize it's okay no problem no, no problem all right yeah uh just quick reminder guys if you uh, when you do call in make sure that you're ready to mute your stream because if you're calling in on the same device that you're watching the show on there's going to be a conflict with the audio so we want to make sure that your audio is only coming in through the zoom call and not through the stream itself so bringing in our next guest Caller, you're on the air. Can we get a name and make sure you mute that stream? Yep, it's muted. It's First Amendment rights. First Zach. Amendment rights. Good to hear from you. How you doing? Woo-hoo. Good, good. And uh, Dan knows me by another name, and I'm just, I'm, I'm uh, almost to the point where I'm going to be able to come out from under my uh, moniker and use my real name, but not there quite yet. So, Dan, uh, you and I have exchanged many emails together. I'm a precinct committee woman in Pinellas County. 
here okay. in Florida. And um, I know the answer to that question for my uh, for my uh, county. We have a potential for 3,612 committeemen or women. Oh, okay. And, and, and we have about 213 as of the last induction. <laughs> there, you, there you go. Can you believe it? So, Zach, I don't know how it differs in the county that you're in. Did I understand you that you had to be interviewed to attend a meeting? I did. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the Republican chair said that there was there there are some some competing caucuses here. You know, I think it's like the uh, the like the the equivalent of like the Freedom Caucus. Say, um, he said that uh, there were some people in these other caucuses that had threatened him with physical violence. And, um, you know, from the description he gave me, it sounded like we had some um, uh, some people here who were frustrated with the party leadership uh, and wanted to get involved. And there was a fair amount of gatekeeping going on. Now, I, I don't want to you know, claim that I know that to be certain because I haven't been able to speak to these other people. I don't know what other group yeah. it was uh, just from my research into different Republican Party groups down here. I know that there are some competing groups. I think the uh, the official GOP for Flagler County sees anybody else as uh, a threat, not necessarily as an ally. Clearly, the GOP wants to be the only game in town. They want to control the narrative. They want to be able to control who is in positions of power. Um, you know, I'm always yeah. the kind of person who wants to work with everybody. You know, I mean, if we're all conservatives, if we're all Republicans at the end of the day, uh, then we should be working together and we should always have the best candidates on the ballot. It shouldn't necessarily be about who's going to uh, play ball, if you will. Yeah, I understood. Well, our GOP meetings every month, um, they're the second Monday every month. And those meetings are open to all the public. They're supposed like, to be. They're not, supposed to be open to the public. That's the thing. They, yeah. they It's just because of this situation, they stopped uh, leaving them open to the public. Uh, and you have to wow. go through a vetting process in order to get there. Oh, I was very respectful no. when we met. We went to a <gasps> Starbucks and, uh, you know, just let them know that I was just a, a concerned American patriot. Just wanted to make sure that things were going right here. Wow. And... Uh, and this was the chairman of the of the GOP in your county. Uh, yes, uh, that, correct. But I am a member now, even, so I, I I am a member now, so I was able to break through that wall. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Well, I have to tell you, we have uh, had a recently uh, a recent big win, and because um, a, it's been over a year since I became a member. And I've sponsored a number of people um, who are now members and a new one being sworn in this coming um, next meeting. But um, I'm in a district that was just um, redrawn. We had a new map and um, we have a new GOP um, primary victor. And her name is Anna Paulina Luna. Yes, I, I, I am familiar with Anna Paulina Luna. Yeah. Yeah, we're very excited here because uh, the precinct, in addition to the groundwork that was done by her campaign, the precinct uh, committeemen, the new precinct committeemen and women of this past year are all in the main 
America First. And I think that we're at around 70 new members. So out of those members, that is such a low number, 213, about 70 of those are new just in the past year since Dan started going on to the war room. And I think that the majority of them are people that watched the war room because I, I asked and one for one, they uh, heard about either through someone like me who watches the war room and got recruited to come in or their loyal watchers of Bannon them, themselves. Um, but I, I thought that that was stunning. I wanted to, one, find out what the story actually was. Like, I couldn't believe my ears that a, a meeting that's supposed to be open to the public was now being um, bottlenecked by a chairman who's trying to uh, keep the um, establishment in charge. I was but, shocked uh, myself. I think one of the things, one of the things that a lot of people um, who are new members had a rude awakening to is that there is absolutely the swamp is right here in our face. Mm -hmm. And when we have tried to talk about uh, the election fraud, um, I'm telling you, the chairman tried to end the meeting. He actually made a motion to end the meeting. And uh, uh, all the people who agreed say yay and all opposed say nay. And of course, everybody who said nay about I mean, he started shaking. He and his face turned beet red. He was so upset that he wasn't able to end the meeting. So the the reason I, I mean, I just want to really back up what Dan is saying. And my goodness, Dan, what kind of uh, um, ability to say the same thing over newly again and again? <laughs> You've been doing it for years to get this um, campaign to actually own our own party and be we the people by becoming precinct committee members. This is the only way audience. If you're listening, please, if you're daydreaming, pay attention. You have got to become a precinct committee person. You must, you must do it. We made a difference here in uh, Pinellas County when we got Anna Paulina Luna um, in office. She didn't win the last time she ran and they didn't have 70 America first precinct committee members that first time she ran. They do now. And she won and she won against a candidate who was the rhino candidate. And I'm telling you, he spread such lies about her and he had almost 25% um, more mailers that were sent out. He actually, on ads on TV, ran 10 ads to her one, and she won. And if you guys are serious about taking this country back, you have got to, got to, got to take these simple, simple steps to become a precinct committee member. You have to do it. It's easy and it's fun because you're going to find community with people that are like those that stand in line for a Trump rally. How would you like to have a community like that, that you could see every month? Um, uh, so that's, that's what I have to say. Um, I was thrilled to do it. I'm happy to have been able to sponsor a handful of people who are now are doing it. 
and um, we we made a difference. There's no doubt in my mind. And this area that I live in, they are they run all of these quote unquote nonpartisan elections: mayor, city council, county commissioner. All of these are quote unquote nonpartisan, which is a bunch of crap. They use trigger words. They use buzzwords. They might as well have secret handshakes for how they um, signal to each other what party they are when they run. And this area specifically being the greater Tampa area, this is where they're hard at work trying to create the illusion of Florida turning blue. And it's a lie. And... um, I just I just wanted to say uh, thank you to Brooklyn for dropping in the chat the direct link where you can go to find information about your state. Of course, the website is precinctstrategy.com, but if you just put forward slash state dash information, then you will go directly to the page where you can look up your own state and get as much information as Dan has been able to provide. Uh, but again, Dan, what is the easiest way for people to get this information if it's not directly on their website? They just call their uh, their local elections office? Yeah, I explain it at my site. Go to precinctstrategy.com and then start scrolling down and reading everything. And eventually you'll come to this information. And right here I explain chapter and verse you know, a set of instructions on how to locate your local committee. So let's say that you're in Florida, just as an example. Mm -hmm. The Florida Republican Party website has on it a directory of contacts for each county. Now, some counties in Florida are rural, and all they have is a Facebook page. There's actually one or two counties, maybe more in Florida, that don't even have a Republican committee, okay? But that doesn't mean you can't get organized and united with other Republicans where you live. Just do do your best to, there might be Republican clubs or call your Republican uh, elected officials, people who run as Republicans and contact them and say, hey, I want to get involved in the Republican Party where I live. Please help me. And if they won't help you, then ask them this. Then why in the hell should I help you get reelected? Mm-hmm. I'm a fellow Republican trying to get involved in the Republican Party, you won't help me? Yeah. Like like Joe Biden says, come on, man. Right? <laughs> you know, I mean, seriously. So, you know, put on your thinking cap, contact Republican clubs, contact elected Republican officials, go to the Republican Party of Florida website, and then go to my site, precinctstrategy.com, look at the Florida information I have. And then, like I said, Pasco Pasco County, there's a couple of other sites that I have uh, linked to that are county sites that have similar good information, like soup to nuts, how to do it. But, you know, your system in Florida is a tough one because you've got these hoops you have to jump through if you want to become an appointed precinct committeeman. To fill a vacancy. In some counties, you have to get a sponsor. Then the sponsor has to take the meeting with you. Then you have to go to two meetings. And then at the third meeting, the group, if there's a quorum, has to vote you in. If there's no quorum, you and then and then they play paperwork paperwork uh games with you, I'm told, where oh, you submitted the form, you did. 
We don't yeah. have, we can't find it. Keep a record <laughs> yeah. of everything that you do every step of the way, because they don't want you. The Republican Party of Florida is corrupt and it's got to be changed from the grassroots at the precinct level. Fill up all the vacancies. I mean, look at these numbers. Pinellas County, 3,612 potential Republican Party precinct committeeman slots, but only 213 are filled. Well, yeah. that's, a, that's, that's great that you have the increase, but now go find uh, 3,100 conservatives in Pinellas. There, there's got to be 100 times 3,100 conservatives in Pinellas County. Now the trick is the knack is go find target rich environments. If there's any tea parties that still exist, gun groups, pro-life groups, basically anything that's good in the Republican party platform, there's probably a group related to it in Pinellas County. Mm -hmm. Go find, seek out those groups, ask, Hey, could I come and spend like 20 minutes just talking to your membership? They're always looking for speakers. 